So, but uh, they didn't care as well. So they went up. He was alive. They went up to the summit. They came down. He was dead. Nobody cared. Yeah, that that was actually the the bad thing in my opinion. Today, I bring you into the 2023 tragedy on K2 about the loss of an inexperienced high altitude porter named Mohammed Hassan. I have an interview with a climber who witnessed dozens of people stepping over Hassan as he lay mortally injured at 8,200 meters. Willie Steindl was climbing with Furtenbach Adventures, one of several teams that turned around during their summit bid after witnessing avalanches up high. They determined that conditions were far too dangerous. And while the team weighed their decision on turning around, Steindl's cameraman, Philip Fleming, filmed by the use of his drone. It revealed over 70 people climbing over Mohammed Hassan as he lay dying. Nobody rendered aid. There was no rescue attempted. And by the time the climbers returned from their summit bids and their successful summits, Hassan's lifeless body was there. Before my interview with Willie Steindl, I'm going to give you some background on this story, which reveals the gaping chasm between commercial mountaineers and peak baggers of today versus the old school climbers of earlier generations who climbed as a team and would do anything to save the life of a team member. So here's the story. On July 26th, about 150 people were in Camp 3 waiting for their chance to get to the top of the mountain. A storm had been predicted to arrive a couple of days later, but it did not ever really arrive. In their minds, the climbers had only a brief window to summit. It was now or never to get to the top. Hassan had been assigned to work with the rope fixing team who were essentially blazing a trail with all the other summit teams following behind them as they fixed the lines. At about 2.15 a.m. on the morning of July 27th at about 8,200 meters, Hassan fell. He was clipped into the fixed lines. It was an extremely steep section of the mountain directly under a gigantic wall of ice. This is a section where people want to move as quickly as possible because one chunk of ice falling down would certainly kill any climber that was underneath it. Hassan fell. He was dangling about 15 feet below the fixed lines or five meters below the lines, upside down, tangled into the ropes. People said that his stomach was exposed because he didn't have a down suit. So he was struggling, certainly, and immobilized because of being tangled and hanging upside down. First on the scene was Kristen Harla, the Norwegian climber, and her climbing partner and guide, Tenjin Lama Sherpa. They rendered aid to Hassan, tried to bring him up to the fixed lines. They were with him for well over an hour, perhaps up to two hours, giving him comfort. When they were assured that a rescue was coming, they felt it was okay to continue onward toward the summit, which they did. Their cameraman, Gabriel Tarso, stayed with Hassan for over two and a half hours, sharing his own dwindling oxygen supply. In the hours that would follow, over 70 climbers stepped over Mohammed Hassan as he lay there struggling. It is reported that Hassan was literally reaching out and trying to grab people who were stepping over him. 
Obviously, he was in immense distress, hoping for someone or some people to rescue him or provide him with more oxygen. Now, it's unclear if anybody could have actually saved his life at such extreme altitudes. And perhaps climbers passing by were of the understanding that Hassan was being helped and that a rescue was on the way. Now, we have to remember that many of these climbers are paying clients who have very little experience in helping themselves, let alone arranging a rescue where they could move a body in such steep and dangerous conditions. I'm not saying that's an excuse necessarily, but many of these people might have been under that assumption that others were there or arriving soon to help Hassan. But the fact is nobody attempted a rescue of Muhammad Hassan. He can be seen in the footage that he's being comforted by a single individual, but you can see people literally stepping over him. This tragic story is brought primarily to light because of drone footage that was being filmed that day by a cameraman, Philip Fleming, who was working with Willie Steindl, an Austrian climber. They saw the traffic jam up high and also noticed that there was some avalanches sweeping down the mountain. Their team made the very difficult decision to turn around and not go for the summit. In that time that they were making that decision, Philip Fleming raised up his drone and filmed for well over an hour. It was only after that that Steindl and Fleming reviewed the drone footage where they saw that Hassan was still alive and dozens of people were stepping over him on their way to the summit. Here's my conversation with Willie Steindl. So, Willie, tell me about K2. Can you just kind of walk me through what your experience was that morning or that evening when you left to go for the summit? Yes, for sure. It was like um, uh, we started at, um, I think, at uh, half past 11. We started for our summit push from Camp Free to summit. And I arrived at uh, half past two in the morning on 27th of July, um, yeah, below the bottleneck. And in our expedition, we were uh, talking about waiting to, to get up below bottleneck because we wanted to see the situation because we knew the, the conditions are really difficult this year. We knew there is a lot of snow, so we wanted to see together how the, how the conditions are and then we wanted to go further. On uh, approximately 8.1 to 8.2 uh, below bottleneck, we wanted to go further because we saw a long line going up to the summit and we saw, okay, the people are walking, so it's uh, actually quite good. Uh, we have to, uh, we, or we can uh, do it this day. And suddenly there was the avalanche. There was an avalanche uh, going down uh, next to the bottleneck and it nearly hit a lot of people so it was like five meter next to the people's line and um, at this point a lot of climbers turned around or actually all western expedition turned around at this point because they also realized uh, it's uh, too dangerous and uh, also we uh, decided to turn around mm -hmm. and on our way down in camp 4 it's on 8000 my uh, Cameraman Philip Fleming, he decided to make some drone shots uh, because we were filming for Austrian TV documentation. 
And so he was flying for one and a half hours with his drone, but uh, he was uh, not able to see anything because the, um, the screen on the remote control is really small and you um, couldn't see anything on the remote control. It's just little points. We went down the whole uh, uh, mountain and on the next day in, in the base camp, we just wanted to see those drone shots because we were curious about uh, how the film will be and stuff like this. And suddenly we saw, um, yeah, we saw this guy uh, still moving. You saw his friend and cousin who was, uh, or his cousin, he was on, he was uh, like rubbing him that, that he does, doesn't lose uh, any warmth. And you could see all those people stepping over him and heading to the summit. And um, actually, actually, in this situation, you have to start a rescue mission at this point. So you need to bring him down as fast as possible because otherwise, there's no chance to uh, chance to to save his life. It's not possible. You cannot think um, I will give him oxygen, I give him warm water or something like that, and I just leave him there. No, you just need to bring him down at this moment. And he was still living, so uh, we were really shocked because of those pictures that nobody started to, to bring him down. Mm. And it's easy. Uh, yet it's not easy, but it's possible to bring him down in this situation. So actually, that was the thing why we were so shocked in this moment. So how many people do you estimate might have stepped over uh, Hassan while he was still alive? Yeah, you, you can see it on the drone footage. Uh, it's... Uh, there it's a little bit more than 70 it's like 73 people were uh like above him yeah so and he was uh he was with the fixed rope team so he was in the front you know there may maybe there were five or six people in front of him and afterwards he was and then there was the whole line and uh um we counted 73 people uh passed to the summit an experience of watching that footage go can't happen without it changing you or without it making you look at the world differently i don't know do how, you know did it did it make you lose faith in humanity or you know i mean i know it's a big question there but yeah um actually uh, there are also other things they they uh, really were bad in my opinion so, uh, you know, people were celebrating in the base camp. Uh, they were having a party. They didn't even talk or think about the situation. We were like, um, we were like asking other climbers uh, if they realized what's happening there. And they actually didn't give a shit on, on the situation. And um, now now you read, now they, they want to defend themselves and say, yeah, we we couldn't do anything and we did everything we, we could do. And, but, um, yeah, we, we just, uh, can see that nobody started a rescue attempt and that's the only thing how you can help him. So what, the, what else, how can you help this guy? Uh, else? It's not possible. It's not possible to help him in this situation if you don't bring him down and mm. they didn't do it. Mm. So that's it. So, but, uh, they didn't, there as well. So they went up. He was alive. They went up to the summit. They came down. He was dead. Nobody cared. Yeah, that yeah. that was actually the the bad thing in my opinion. Uh, Willie, you were so moved that you went and visited his family. 
Can you tell yes, me yeah. real briefly about that and what that experience was like for you? Yeah, that was really uh, tough for me because I need to uh, explain you the situation. It was like uh, we were, uh, when you go from K2 back to Ascoli, it's like uh, four days of walk. On the first day, we met a guy who is a friend of the of uh, uh, Mohammed Hassan. And this guy, he uh, a Pakistani, he's also from the same village. And he told us uh, that the situation is really bad for the family. Because there are three children, uh, three small children, and uh, the wife, uh, she is uh, very poor and uh, illiterate. Do you say illiterate? She didn't have any education and she is not possible to do any work because it's not allowed for women to work in those villages. And also he told us that the mother of Muhammad Hassan, he, he has uh, diabetes, strong diabetes, and uh, they can't afford medicine. They they cannot afford even education for the children. That the situation is really bad. In my opinion, uh, Western people did not do enough or did not do anything to to save the life of this guy. And at least I wanted to show them that Western people uh, are possible to help in this bad situation so yeah we we decided to go there and uh, try to help them yeah it was even worse than we could have think about so um they were in a really poor situation really mm -hmm. poor uh, it was really shocking for me i have never seen people living in those conditions and so we tried to help i i, I had some cash money with me i gave them, them everything yeah, she was telling us that uh, it was the first time for his her husband to go there because mm -hmm. he wanted to save some money to earn more money and save some money for the education for the children. And he wanted to give the children a better life in a, with better conditions. And that was the reason why I wanted to do this risky work up the K2. I told them uh, I will go home and start a fundraise for them. And uh, I try everything to help them to show our responsibility responsibility uh, because nobody helped uh, uh, Hassan up there. Uh, we want to try to help them now. Willie Steindl has started a GoFundMe page to help the family of Mohammed Hassan. The link to the GoFundMe page will be in the notes of this video. If you enjoyed this video, I hope you take a moment to subscribe to the channel and consider supporting me on Patreon or becoming a member of this channel. I'll put the link in the description of all the articles and videos that I utilize throughout this video. One thing that I wanted to share with you is I will be doing an interview with Angela Benavides of Explorers Web, who has been working diligently on a comprehensive article to explain everything that took place during the summit bid on K2 when Mohammed Hassan had lost his life. I will be interviewing her during this week and I will be bringing that story to you as soon as possible. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you for watching. Do a good deed. Don't look for anything in return. Make the world a better place one act at a time. Thanks for being here. Peace out, my friends.